Good morning everyone. Welcome to our Church Sunday online today. We hope you've had an amazing week and it's great to have you here with us, whether you're watching on Facebook or live on the website. Now we have 15 minutes before the service actually begins, so it's a great time to get a cup of coffee, a cup of tea and grab your breakfast. Yeah. As you can see, Pathfinders are taking over some of the service today. And it's time for you and us to see what the Pathfinders have been getting up to during this lockdown. I've enjoyed finding my passion for art. I'm really enjoying extra time for personal grooming. But I like that I can stay up late and get up whenever I want. And we did a family quiz, which was fun, even though I didn't win. Um, I've been really enjoying quarantine. I like all the extra family time we're getting, and I enjoy doing all like the daily walks. Hi, I'm Gabriel, and what I've enjoyed in lockdown recently is time with the family, doing family games and sitting down for family meals, which has come with a few arguments. Homeschooling is going well. Mum is a fabulous teacher. Hi, I'm Harry, and during lockdown I have been doing a lot of running. Uh, I've enjoyed doing like 5Ks and like some sprinting. I've enjoyed getting up late and being active. In lockdown I've enjoyed online school, being able to talk to my friends more in lessons and muting my teachers when they get annoying. I like reading, it passes the time well. I'm just getting into the Hobbit series. Hey, I'm Alison, and I found quarantine quite relaxing and enjoyable. Um. Something I've enjoyed during lockdown is the amount of time that I have, um, the amount of spare time that I have um, because of, you know, I don't really have anything else to do with my day. Oh, okay, the main thing I've enjoyed about lockdown is that we got a puppy at the very beginning, so she, um, she's been a good distraction from everything and because we're home all the time, we can always be with her. The thing I am enjoying most during lockdown is spending time with my family and doing art also. I've got a bit better at baking things. I made fajitas. We're eating very well. Mum is trying out loads of new recipes. Hi, I'm Hal and uh, recently in lockdown I've had quite a lot of time so I've been cooking, learning to touch type and playing lots of sport outside. And barbecue and basketballs. I enjoy being productive, such as drawing and learning to play the guitar. Hi, I'm Tegan and I've been enjoying baking during lockdown. I've even been delivering some of my cakes to my elderly neighbours every Saturday and I've been doing shopping for them. It's really nice to make new friendships. One thing I've really enjoyed about lockdown is the fact that it's given me the opportunity to kind of learn a lot of new skills and improve on the stuff I already kind of knew how to do a bit. I have enjoyed about lockdown is our puppy that we got one day before the lockdown and she has been really nice to have around when we're in the house the entire time. I'm enjoying lots of quality time playing with my little sister and her Barbies. And me and my little brother, we get to we got to clear out our room and get to change everything about and it looks a lot nicer. I've FaceTimed with Gabriel and I've texted some of my other friends. 
I found not being able to see my friends difficult. But what I really miss is seeing my friends. One of the downsides to that is obviously I can't see my friends and that's helped me realise a lot how important it is for me anyway to be doing stuff like with other people. Like even like simple tasks like schoolwork and stuff like that. I find are so much more enjoyable when I'm doing them with others. So it's been good in the sense it's helped me understand and appreciate that more. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's been quite hard. Uh, I miss my friends and family and wish to see them soon. I haven't liked it that much. There's nothing to do here and I miss my friends. I don't like not seeing my friends because seeing their faces on a screen is not the equivalent of talking to them face to face or giving them a hug. And something I haven't really enjoyed, something I found difficult, is the the work that was being set because sometimes it's sort of really hard and then other times it's just like maybe five minutes long and the amount of work varies every day and it's just a bit random. Very boring and I miss seeing my friends and playing football. But it has been quite hard, uh, I've been a lot more tired and unable to do things and I quite lose my temper sometimes. So. I miss holding my friends and my family close. Wasn't that great? Welcome to everyone who's just joining us now. We'll start the actual service at 10am, so there's still time to grab a tea or coffee. In the meantime, why don't you comment below of how, how you've been managing your lockdown? Has it been good? Has it been bad? We'd love to hear your stories. In a moment, we'll be carrying on our Look Who's Listening segment, where we see who's behind the screens watching our online services. This week we'll be hearing from George and his family in Finland who have been tuning in to every single service. Let's look who's listening. Hello, greetings from Finland. I am Olavi. And I am Helja. We are Anna's parents and uh, George is our son-in-law. So it has been so nice that we could have been visiting your church for many years, seeing so lovely people there. And I have especially enjoyed that you have so many children, you have so many youngsters, students and uh, old people and all age evil together serving the Lord. And uh, now we have been uh, watching the services online and we have also enjoyed them and uh, seeing also this uh, emphasis you have on the Word of God and, uh, and all what you have been doing. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, greetings from Finland, from Turku. I was very happy to see you all together in your Sunday service. It was nice to see you singing and the families and young people making the service together. Summer greetings from Finland. Bye-bye. Do you know somebody who's watching Christchurch at home from far away? It may be family overseas. It may be friends in another part of the country. If so, do let the office know because we'd love to hear their stories of how they're engaging with Christchurch at home. The email address is office at ccwinch.org.uk. Thank you. It's almost time for our service to begin, so why don't you 
When you invite someone who maybe is on your heart, someone close to you, that could be a friend or a family member. A big welcome to everyone who has joined. You're in the right place. This week, the Pathfinders have sent in what they've been up to during lockdown. So let's have a look at that now. I've enjoyed finding my passion for art. I'm really enjoying extra time for personal grooming. But I like that I can stay up late and get up whenever I want. And we did a family quiz, which was fun, even though I didn't win. Um, I've been really enjoying quarantine. I like all the extra family time we're getting, and I enjoy doing all like the daily walks. Hi, I'm Gabriel. And what I've enjoyed in lockdown recently is time with the family, doing family games and sitting down for family meals, which has come with a few arguments. Homeschooling is going well. Mum is a fabulous teacher. Hi, I'm Harry. And during lockdown, I have been doing a lot of running. Uh, I've enjoyed doing like 5Ks and like some sprinting. I've enjoyed getting up late and being active. In lockdown, I've enjoyed online school, being able to talk to my friends more in lessons and muting my teachers when they get annoying. I like reading. It passes the time well. I'm just getting into the Hobbit series. Hi, I'm Alison and I found quarantine quite relaxing and enjoyable. Um, something I've enjoyed during lockdown is the amount of time that I have, um, the amount of spare time that I have um, because of yeah, I don't really have anything else to do with my day. Oh, okay, the main thing I've enjoyed about lockdown is that we got a puppy at the very beginning. So she, um, she's been a good distraction from everything. And because we're home all the time, we can always be with her. The thing I am enjoying most during lockdown is spending time with my family and doing art also. I've got a bit better baking things. I made fajitas. We're eating very well. Mum is trying out loads of new recipes. Hi, I'm Hal and uh, recently in lockdown I've had quite a lot of time. So I've been cooking, learning to touch type and playing lots of sport outside. And barbecue and basketballs. I enjoy being productive, such as drawing and learning to play the guitar. Hi, I'm Tegan and I've been enjoying baking during lockdown. I've even been delivering some of my cakes to my elderly neighbours every Saturday and I've been doing shopping for them. It's really nice to make new friendships. One thing I've really enjoyed about lockdown is the fact that it's given me the opportunity to kind of learn a lot of new skills and improve on the stuff I already kind of knew to do a bit. I have enjoyed about lockdown is our puppy that we got one day before the lockdown and she has been really nice to have around when we're in the house the entire time. I'm enjoying lots of quality time playing with my little sister and her Barbies. And me and my little brother, we, get to, we got to clear out our room and get to change everything about and it looks a lot nicer. I've FaceTimed with Gabriel and I've texted some of my other friends. I found not being able to see my friends difficult. But what I really miss is seeing my friends. 
one of the downsides of that is obviously I can't see my friends and that's helped me realise a lot how important it is for me anyway to be doing stuff like with other people. Like even like simple tasks like schoolwork and stuff like that. I find are so much more enjoyable when I'm doing them with others. So it's been good in the sense it's helped me understand and appreciate that more. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's been quite hard. Uh, I miss my friends and family and wish to see them soon. I haven't liked it that much. There's nothing to do here and I miss my friends. I don't like not seeing my friends because seeing their faces on a screen is not the equivalent of talking to them face to face or giving them a hug. And something I haven't really enjoyed, something I found difficult, is the the work that was being set because sometimes it's sort of really hard and then other times it's just like maybe five minutes long and the amount of work varies every day and it's just a bit random. Very boring and I miss seeing my friends and playing football. <laughs> But it has been quite hard. Uh, I've been a lot more tired and unable to do things, and I quite lose my temper sometimes. So. I miss holding my friends and my family close. Bye! Good morning, everyone. It's so great to have you here today. The service is about to start, and we've got a great lineup for you. Why don't you say hello or good morning to someone who's watching? And let's try and get as many people as we can to watch this service. To let your Facebook friends know that you're watching, you can click the share button and you can start a watch party so they can join in the fun that we're having here at Christchurch. Let's hand it over to Dave, who can begin our service with a prayer. Hello and welcome to Christchurch at Home, Christchurch Winchester's online church service. My name is Dave Thornton. I'm the Youth, Children and Families Director here at Christchurch. Thank you so much to our Pathfinder group for speaking to us before the service. Pathfinders is the year seven to nine group at Christchurch. If you missed that before the service, then do check up on that later on. And Pathfinders are going to be uh, in the service later on as well. Today, we're talking about giving and poverty and how even a couple of small copper coins can make a big difference. Let me pray for us as we start our service. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are here with us. Whatever our experience is of lockdown, however hard it is, uh, whatever uh, difficulties we've struggled with over lockdown, you are still here. Although we can't meet physically, your spirit is with us now wherever we're watching and taking part in this service. We ask that you would speak to us, that you would challenge us, that you would comfort us, that you would call us again to follow you. And we pray that soon the uh, lockdown would be over and we would be able to meet together in the same physical place again. Lord, we pray that as we continue in this service, that you would fill us with joy as we worship you together. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing together now, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus, the Nazarene. You may want to stand if you're able to do that, 
but let's sing together now. coast and relaxing to the sound of waves crashing upon the seashore. Whenever I return from spending time there I'm always refreshed and renewed. The ocean can be a treacherous place but it also shares similar characteristics with its creator. Everything on earth carries evidence of God's character and handiwork. However to me the ocean is one of the greatest representatives in all of creation. As with God, the ocean is a source of life, of strength, of tranquility. Ocean waves in particular are truly amazing. Each time a wave washes up on the beach, it carries away a portion of sand from one place to another. As a result, the waves, the sand, the beach will always change. God deals with our sin in the same way that the ocean deals with sand. He washes over us with his waves of mercy and takes away our sins. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. 1 John 1, 
verse 9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Let's just take a moment now as we watch the waves to reflect on how we've been distant from God. Things that we've said, things that we've done, things that we've thought in our hearts that we're not proud of. And to know that God hears our cry, God hears our pain. Lord, you know our hearts. You know us better than anyone knows us. You know us better than we know ourselves. Lord, come to us now, forgive us our sins. And as we say the confession together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed. Through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. So, there are two people and they're on an aeroplane and the aeroplane crashes right in the middle of nowhere and it's miles off the beaten path and they get washed up on a desert island and the first person says to the second one says don't worry it's gonna be okay we're gonna be rescued the other guy goes what are you talking about we are in the middle of nowhere no one's gonna find us and the guy says look chill out I'm a Christian it's gonna be okay honestly don't worry and the guy says look for heaven's sake nobody knows we're here nobody is ever 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 going to find us the guy says look chill i'm not only a christian but i'm a rich christian it's going to be fine and his friend says look my friend rich or poor doesn't make any difference we are stuck here forever so you might as well get used to it the guy says now look i'm not only a rich christian but I go to my local church regularly and I give away at least 10% of all my income every single year to the church without fail. And the guy says, look, I really, really don't care. No one is ever going to find us. Face the facts, we are lost and no one is coming to get us. And the guy said, don't worry, my vicar will find us. Hi everyone, I'm Michael and I work at Christchurch. And this week we've asked some of our Pathfinders to tell us a story of when they've either received something that's been really valuable to them, or if they've given away something that's really valuable to them. And we've asked them to tell us how they felt when that happened. So here are some of our amazing Pathfinders to tell you that story. The best gift I've ever received would definitely be my trumpet, because it's something I use all the time. It's something that's really helped me out uh, with my playing and it's given me a lot of motivation practice and to keep playing. Um, an unexpected gift that I've had in my life was not really an unexpected gift for me, but my whole family 
was my my little sister uh, Ava, and um, I remember when she came home that we all sat down on the sofa and we would hand her around, and I said to my to my mum that I was going to cry because it was so overwhelming that there was a new I that I had a new sibling and there was a new life in our house. When my mum was in hospital when I was eight, I went to a fair and I won a toy dolphin on Hooker Duck. I really wanted it for myself, but the old lady in the bed opposite my mum really loved dolphins, so I gave it to her instead. It made me really happy to see her happy. The most important gift I've ever given to someone was when my family were in Barcelona uh, several years ago, and I was only about eight or nine at the time, uh, and it was my mum's birthday. And we were in this gift shop of one of the many incredible places in Barcelona and I saw this candle that I just really liked the look of and I thought, well, it's my mum's birthday in two days, I may as well use you know, the only money I've got trying, trying to get this. And you know, at the time I was kind of thinking, yeah, but there's this other stuff I want to be buying. I'm in Spain, there's, there's so much stuff I could you know, think about getting with my money. But I, I thought, you know, actually no, I'm going to spend this on someone else and it's probably the first gift I'd ever properly got someone. I just remember a real feeling of like satisfaction and happiness when one received it and obviously was like very grateful. So yeah, I think that's probably the most important um, gift I've ever given to someone. Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 21. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw the poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. So, Daniel and Imogen, could you please look at Luke 21 verses 1 to 4 for me and answer this question? Why didn't Jesus tell the widow to put her money back? I think that Jesus didn't tell the woman to take her money back because in doing this act of kindness, she was giving everything away to God, all that she had. I believe that the widow knew that Jesus' love and loyalty and protection was way more valuable and important to her than money. And she was giving herself away. And by giving herself away, it meant she was testing her faith in God. And if Jesus had told her to take the money back, he would be ridding her of the opportunity to put a complete trust in God for him to provide her with everything that she would need. Right, settle down, settle down. Welcome to Google Classroom this morning. Rachel, Rachel love, we're waiting for you, sweetie. You have to click on the button that says join. J-O, well done. Ralph, Ralph, could you put that rabbit down, please, darling? Yes, and the other one. And the guinea pig, well done. Jesus, Jesus, we can't hear you. Can't hear you. Are you muted? Oh, oh, oh hang on, sorry, it's a mistake our end. There we go. Welcome to our year four maths lesson this morning. We have a nice, simple question with a nice, simple answer. Three people put money into the, into the temple collection plate. Mrs. Williams puts in 
Ta-da! 500 pounds. Mr. Duncan puts in 50 pounds. And dear Jemima, bless her, puts in five pounds. So who puts the most money into the collection plate? The answer is pretty obvious, even for year four. So let's look at those three numbers. Let's rank them in order, starting with the little one and getting towards the big one. Five pounds, 50 pounds, 500 pounds. So the largest amount put into the temple collection plate is... No, Ralph, the answer is not £10. How could it be £10? Rachel, what do you think? Yeah, yes, you can count on your fingers if you'd like to. Mm -hmm. And the answer is... No, it's, it's not £55. Jesus, help us out here. What do you think? Who gave away the most? Jemima with five pounds, you say. No, that would be the smallest amount. Jemima gives away the least, the smallest amount of money into the collection. What do you mean it depends how much money they all had to start with? Well, that is quite an interesting point you make, Jesus, but it's not actually the question that I'm asking as your teacher. So shall we stick to maths? Oh. I see, you're telling me that Jemima only had five pounds to start with and she gave away her whole five pounds to God's work. Well, thank you, Jesus. But Mrs. Williams gave away, da-da, 500 pounds, which is a hundred times more than Jemima. Can nobody else but me see that it is Mrs. Williams who gives away the most? Yes, Jesus, what now? You're saying that Mrs. Williams has 500,000 pounds to spend, but she only gives away 500 pounds, so actually she gives away far less than Jemima. Hmm, I think you're confusing maths and religious studies. Back to our question, who gives away the most? Mrs. Williams? with 500 pounds, Mr. Duncan with 50 pounds, and dear Jemima with five pounds. I'm going to let you decide. I will count to three, and then you can all shout out in a nice, loud, clear voice what you think the answer is. Who gave away the most? One, two, three.
decided to sort out our garden. It's full of weeds. We moved here 
in the autumn and we hadn't done anything to it yet. So we set to pulling out the weeds. Our daughter sent us some seeds for vegetables and flowers. And we began to have long conversations with our neighbour through the trellis, through the hedge. We sort of peered at one another, keeping social distancing. She knows a lot more about gardening than we do. And she offered to give us some little plastic pots to plant the seeds in to get them going. So we said, yes, please. And she came round and put them on our doorstep. A few weeks later, she saw that we were planting out some sweet peas and she said what we really needed were some canes. So she rummaged in her shed, got out some canes and fed them through a hole in the fence to us. We were so, so grateful to her for gen her generosity. They were, or in many ways, a tiny gift, but it was so good for us to get our garden started. This week, today, we're looking at generosity and kindness. And our Bible reading from the beginning of Luke chapter 21 is about a woman giving a tiny gift and Jesus sees her and he sees something very, very special about her. Jesus was in the temple with his disciples and he looks over at the collection boxes where people put in money gifts for the temple treasury. He saw rich people putting in really big gifts. And then he sees this woman, she's very, very poor, and she puts in two small copper coins. Now most people wouldn't have noticed her. She seemed insignificant, she seemed unimportant, but Jesus noticed her. And I think that's the first thing that we can take from this story. Jesus notices us. I don't know how you've been getting on during lockdown. I think for most of us there have been some really good things and some really tough things. For me, I've really enjoyed the wonderful weather and going for lovely walks. But I found it tough not seeing my family, not seeing friends. I don't know what you've been going through. Maybe you've had some really tough times. Maybe you feel that nobody really understands what you've been going through. Nobody really understands what you're feeling. Well, Jesus notices you. Jesus notices us. He sees what we're going through. He knows us completely. The second thing I think we can take from this story is that Jesus sees our hearts. Jesus saw the widow's heart. And I'd like to read to you two verses from chapter 21. Jesus said this, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty has put in all she had to live on. Now the disciples were probably really impressed by the rich people's gifts. They put in lots of money. It's a bit like if we were still in the church building and somebody was putting bundles of 50 pound notes on the collection plate. But Jesus looks at the widow and he sees, he sees her heart and he knows 
that she's given all that she has to live on. And he said that's worth more than all the rich people's gifts. She gave two little copper coins. She could have kept one back for herself, but no, she gave both of them to God. We need to dig really deep on this one. Superficially, it can look as if only the poor can please God. And that would be quite difficult for us because by global standards, most of us, not all of us, but most of us are pretty well off. Most of us have homes to live in. We have enough food to eat. Many of us have got a lot more than that. But Jesus saw this woman's heart. He saw that she had the greatest treasure of all. This woman was totally secure because she knew she was loved by God. She had surrendered her whole life to God. She knew she was loved. She knew that God was faithful to all his promises. She knew that God had promised to provide for all her needs. And this security, this knowledge that she was loved, set her free to be generous. Jesus taught a lot about money. Our attitude to money and our possessions reveals much, a lot of what's going on in our hearts. If we get our security from our money and possessions, then we're going to want to hold on to them really tightly. We might give a little bit of money away, but not enough to make an impact on the lifestyle that we want or the lifestyle that we think we deserve. But Jesus offers us a life where we can enjoy that same security, that same opportunity to be generous that sets us free by being in relationship with Jesus, by putting our trust in Jesus. We don't give money or do anything else to earn God's love. Nothing you can do can make God love you more than he already does. Jesus came to give us abundant life, a life in all its fullness, a life with a loving relationship with God, with good relationships with one another. And in this abundant life, he wants us to be set free, to be generous. If our security comes from trusting Jesus, then we know that everything we have comes from God. Our health, our relationships, our homes, our money and possessions, our ability to earn money. The third thing I'd like to look at is how can we be generous? How can we be generous? Jesus praised the widow for putting money in the temple treasury. What's the 21st century equivalent of that for us today? There's a lot of teaching in the Bible about how we can be generous. And one of the best ways that it's summed up is by Jesus in chapter six of Matthew's gospel. Jesus says this, seek first God's kingdom 
and God will provide for all your needs. Practically, in terms of our money, that means being generous towards the work of Christians in the church, working together to help people come to know about Jesus. It means giving towards work for justice and mercy in our world, giving to the poor and those in need. There are so many ways that we can be generous. I want you to imagine for a moment that our world is like a garden and it's a garden that's full of weeds and really run down. And Jesus comes to that garden, Jesus comes to our world to make it beautiful, to restore that loving relationship with God, to restore good relationships with one another, to restore the creation. And we are given the opportunity to partner with Jesus in this work, to pull up the weeds of selfishness, to sow seeds of how God wants everyone to become part of his family. When our neighbour gave us those tiny gifts, those plastic pots and those canes, it made such a difference to us with our garden. And we have an opportunity to join in with Jesus in building the beauty of his kingdom. It's so exciting. Hi there. My name is Julie Winning and I'm one of the directors of the charity Caris Kids. And Caris Kids links churches and families in the UK with churches and families in the slums of Kampala with the mission of bringing a family and a future to some of the most vulnerable children. Some of you may know that Christchurch is one of our linked churches and is partnered with St Nicholas in Kalareway, led by the Reverend Herbert Kaviri. And this year, 2020, is the 10th anniversary of that partnership. We have 30 families who are linked with Christchurch who partner with 30 of the neediest families in Kalareway. Life is hard in Kalareway at the best of times. These are families who are living on or below the poverty line, existing on $2 a day. That's about £1.60. Can you imagine it? feeding your family on £1.60 a day. But now with COVID-19, life is even harder, if not impossible. Like us, Uganda's under lockdown, schools are closed, churches are closed, and there's no work. Can you imagine social distancing in a densely packed slum? The families live in homes, some of no bigger than our garden sheds. How many times have you washed your hands today already? How do you do that when there isn't ready access to water? The children in Kalawe normally get one meal a day and that's at school. But the schools are closed, so they're not getting that now. Which means more mouths to feed at home and food prices have gone up. Add into the picture the fact that you've lost your job and can begin to imagine just how desperate and fearful our families are. Here's Maureen's account. She's the head of the household and takes care of her younger siblings. My name is Naiga Maureen from St. Nicholas Church, Kalare. Because we are living under complete 
lockdown, the schools have closed, churches have closed, different institutions have closed, and different people are no longer working. See, everyone is living under fear because we don't know when this kind of situation, this kind of fear will end. But how we bless the Lord that we are still alive, the Lord is protecting us, and please would also love to hear from you and how you are doing. We are praying for you as well. Thank you for loving us, thank you for, for praying for us, and thank you for every kind of support that you render to us. As you can tell, Kalareway is a community of hope, and we're always inspired and humbled by their thankfulness and faithfulness, whatever the circumstances they're facing. But the threat of starvation is very real for our families under lockdown. So recently, uh, Karis launched two emergency appeals. The response has been absolutely amazing. We raised £30,000, far beyond what we ever imagined. And that's meant that we've been able to mobilise food packages and support our linked churches in feeding two and a half thousand adults and children. But even today, I've heard that the lockdown has been extended to the 9th of June. That's another three weeks for these families without food. We have seen significant answers to prayer in the last few weeks, and we know that God wants to bless our families even more. Pray for Kalewe, pray for St Nicholas Church, and for Reverend Herbert as he uh, serves that community. Pray also for protection against COVID-19. We're just so thankful that it hasn't entered the slums because we know it will be devastating if it takes hold. Thank you. So in our prayers this morning, Father, we think about your challenge with contentment two weeks ago, with pride a week ago, and now we have the example of this uh, poor widow giving from the heart. Today she would probably be on uh, benefits and in social housing, but she gives from her poverty. Challenge us, we pray. And with that, Lord, we just pray that you will guide our hearts as we think about the practicalities of how we use the many gifts that you've given to us. And when we think of our money, Lord, we ask that you will prompt us to remember the Caris kids work in Uganda. We thank you, Father, for your protection on those slums that COVID has not taken off in a big way, but they are hungry, Lord. Please prompt us in our giving towards them. Also, Lord, in our giving towards the early church fund in our own, our own community, that we will be generous in giving to that to help those around us. Thank you also for those in this church who give of their time and their talents to a range of causes. Uh, inspire us and them, we pray, particularly in the work of chaplaincy at the hospital, prison, those doing debt advice with frontline debt advice, those helping out at basics where they continue to need food. And Lord, we lift to you as well those in isolation, those who are needy, those who are genuinely fed up with being on their own and could do with a good hug. Father, we just lift these people to you. Those who are sick and those especially, those mums who are worried about schooling and sending their children back to school. Oh Lord, in your mercy, come and touch these people, I pray. 
Father, we also pray for our scientists in their work of developing a vaccine, testing methods and devising government. Please give them wisdom and integrity. We also pray for our government that it may have a heart for those in particular need, be that the widow in this country or whether that be overseas in places like uh, the slums in Kampala. Thank you, Father, that you have protected that area so far. So as we conclude our prayers, we cry out for your spirit to be at work, inspiring us and causing us to bless you and display your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. It's half term starting this week, and we thought there'd be several things you'd like to know about. Whilst Big Church Day Out couldn't happen, sadly, this year, the Big Church Day Inn is still going ahead. From midday today, there's an extravaganza of Christian artists performing from their homes, including Ren Collective, Matt Redman, Hillsong United and Drakeford. They'll be covering everything from contemplative to contemporary worship. So for today's full lineup and timings, go to youtube.com forward slash Big Church Day Out. The Wildfires Festival is also online today for three days and has a huge lineup of live speakers and activities, including devotionals, worship and teaching sessions. There are sessions for kids on Mondays and Tuesday at 4 p.m., youth sessions at 10 a.m., 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., and sessions for adults at 8 p.m. every evening. This is a really great chance during half term to see what Wildfires is all about, and it's completely free. So go to wildfiresfestival.com for more details. Messy Church is on Tuesday again at 4pm looking at Pentecost. We'll have all the usual singing, stories and games, and we'll be putting a Pentecost activity pack full of craft and prayer activities to do with us on the website ccwinch.org.uk forward slash messychurch. So do join us on Facebook Live at 4pm or on the website and invite your friends via social media. Pathfinders are running another escape room on Zoom this Saturday from 2 till 4pm. Last time was so great, they're doing it again. So get ready for more puzzling brain twisters. And an email will be coming out soon with all the details. George Watkinson's last Sunday with us is almost here. We're really sad to say goodbye to him but so excited for George and his family as they go on to church planting ministry at Holy Trinity Brompton in London. It's a real shame we won't be able to see them off in person, but that won't stop us giving them a good send-off next week. If you'd like to give towards their leaving gift, please do go to the website ccwinch.org.uk forward slash next steps. And please send us goodbye notes, messages, pictures uh, via email to the office, office at ccwinch.org.uk and we'll make sure that they're all passed on. And finally, it really is especially important that whilst we can't meet together in person at church, that you can still know what's going on. If you're not getting our weekly news sheet email or information about your kids' groups, then please do open up your My Church Suite app and check under My Details and see what your communication preferences are. You can update it all there. Or email the office and we can update them for you so that you can stay in touch properly. Thanks so much. As we look at giving and generosity at Christchurch Winchester, we just want to point out two things to you as our church family. The first thing is that we want to help. Now we have three points of call for those of you that need help at this time. Number one is we have the early church fund. 
Now, the Early Church Fund is for those in financial crisis. And if you'd like to contact them, their email address is earlychurchfund at gmail.com. Number two, if you need any kind of financial advice whatsoever, then please do contact Malcolm. Malcolm is at Frontline and his email address is malcolm.lemon at frontlinedebtadvice.org.uk. Number three, if you're running out of food, then please do contact Winchester Basics Bank and their website is www.winchesterbasicsbank.co.uk and their email address is mail at winchesterbasicsbank.co.uk. The second thing is that we need your help and we want to thank you so much for the amazing ways in which you're serving and giving so generously at this time. Now we understand that for some these are challenging times financially but if you can then please do give to Christchurch to keep our ministry going through this time of colossal need and opportunity. If you can do that then the best and the simplest ways to give today is to visit www.ccwinch.org.uk forward slash give. Thank you.
you so much for being with us this morning. I don't know what each of our weeks hold, but I pray that as we head into them, we would remember our Lord Jesus, risen, ascended and glorified. And as we head towards that great celebration of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, let's be reminded of his presence with us. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we pray that when we feel weak, we would know your power at work within us. When we are faced with our failings, we would feel your comfort and grace. And when we are feeling discouraged or downhearted, we would be strengthened by the knowledge of the Holy Spirit at work within us. And so, may the blessing of this triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be among us and those we love and pray for, today and always. Amen. So just to remind you, there will be our normal question and answer session after this about in about 10 minutes time. So do go and make yourself a drink and come back and join us. Thank you.